This episode is brought to you by my book, Be Left Behind. Discover Bitcoin and cryptocurrency before your grandmother beats you to it. Available on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. I know it sounds kind of cheeky, but if you're honestly interested in getting started in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency world and don't know where to start, this is the perfect book to start. As one of our Amazon reviewers just said, this book is the easiest way around to get quick education in crypto. Written in a breezy, easy to comprehend style, it's a must read to those new to the space. And of course, I perfectly agree with all of those things. Uh, available again on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. If you're also interested in getting more details, you can contact me directly. Also, my co-author and I are doing a weekly chat on Clubhouse. So just find me on Clubhouse and we'll talk all about Bitcoin every single week. Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Castaldo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you feel like you're just stuck and you need a little bit of help, you've come to the right place. Every week I sit down with creative entrepreneurs to discuss the who, what, and why of their journeys. If you like this episode, remember to please subscribe, like, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Tali Mandelswig, co-founder and CEO of Meat Fox. Tali, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Yuri. Thanks so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. I'm doing well in spite of all circumstances. How are things in your neck of the woods? They're good. We're in lockdown, but to be honest, we're still plugging away. Uh, we were actually quite fortunate um, that our business actually uh, was able to do quite well during um, COVID yeah. uh, in consideration to what we do. Um, but yeah, we're still in lockdown. I think this is our third wave. But, you know, hope, I'm, ho I'm hoping that things will be more positive in the next couple of weeks and we can just kind of, I guess this is the new normal, so you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just kinda, I just go with it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. You just roll with the punches and just see what happens. That's, um, yeah, it's all you can really do right now anyway. Well, cool. So for my listeners who are less familiar with you and, and your company, how do you describe yourself personally and what you do? So I'm one of the founders of Meat Fox. I, I really help manage uh, the day-to-day -day business with my co-founder, Susie. Um, I kind of take care of the sales and marketing and, um, you know, other operational things. Um, but what Meat Fox does is we are this all-in-one solution that helps freelancers run their online business. We provide this kind of back office infrastructure to let them run a digital business by letting clients schedule meetings, they can host the meetings online and even get paid for them. Um, so we really try to make a very, very easy way for freelancers, consultants to grow their business while we kind of take care of the, all the administrative tasks for them. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Wonderful. And I, I've been, as a side note, I've been, I started using your, your services. I know right now we're doing this call on Zoom just because it's, it's easy to do it that way. But uh, your system does make it so much easier to do all of that, which is great. Um, before we get into that, though, I want to talk a little bit about your, your background. So I, in looking at your LinkedIn, I noticed you have a bachelor's of co commerce. 
what so yeah. what does what does that mean and and what made you want to go to school for for commerce so it's like a four-year honors business degree from canada truthfully speaking i actually never thought i would go into business school <laughs> um i come from actually most of my family um has some sort of medicine background or sciences i guess and my parents when I first entered university, were kind of really pushing me to study sciences. And I was, I did it and I didn't do very well because I didn't really like it and didn't really thrive. Mm -hmm. um, and long story short, one year I told my dad, I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to go backpacking because I'm just not, I don't really like sciences. I don't see a future in this. Um, of course, my parents were very upset <laughs> and they were trying to convince me to stay. Long story short, I didn't end up going backpacking, but I got a job as an assistant manager at a, a CD store in Winnipeg, Canada, where I grew up. And I was, a, I was like in my early twenties, my dad was just like, who's gonna hire you to be an assistant manager? Like, you know, you're like 20, 21, you don't know how to do this. But actually within the year, I actually became a, like a manager supervisor. So I was, able, I was like managing five different stores. And that's when I really started liking the whole business side of things. Okay. And because I actually didn't go back, I can got this job. I actually then went back to school the following year and, and entered um, and, go, and got and went into like the commerce program. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So manager of a CD store that is very specific. And oh, I miss, I honestly miss going into CD stores. I don't even know if they exist anymore. I know record stores exist in other parts, but like I used to spend hours just perusing different CDs to find out what was happening, like the latest music from whatever, trying to find bootlegs of like Radiohead and a few other things. Uh, what what CD store did you manage? It's called CD Plus. So it's like, it was a competitor of HMV. I mean, it wasn't very well known, but it was well known. It was always in like B city. So it wasn't ever, let's say in Toronto, but it would yeah. be in, I think it was in Windsor. I don't know where it was on Toronto, but like in these smaller cities. <laughs> yeah. But the one thing I do actually have in, I still actually own, I kept all my CDs is that I found such rare CDs that you'll never find. They weren't mainstream. They're these bootleg CDs. And I just, I, I, I couldn't give them away, even though I don't even probably, oh, I don't even own a CD player anymore. These boxes are still, I think in my sister's basement in Canada, but I refuse to throw them away. So I know how you feel. <laughs> I'm so I'm the same way. I have boxes of CDs in my basement right now. And I don't know what to do with them because you're right. I also don't have a CD player. But there's some of them are so rare, like Japan bootleg stuff that I just refuse to get rid of. And I don't, I guess I don't, I don't know what to do with them, but I don't, I want to listen to that music again. I'll have to figure something out. But yeah, so they're heavy to move. I've moved them to multiple states. Like they just come with me wherever I go and they are, they're not light to move at all. So there's got to be some kind of solution out there to these. CDs. I guess you can somehow put them on a hard drive, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, it does take a lot of time, but again, you, I guess you need a, a laptop that actually even has a CD drive, which most laptops don't nowadays. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to actually ever listen to it, but there's something <laughs> in me just like you that just can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. Okay. So, okay. So you, you go to school for, for commerce. What did you do after you graduated and what was your journey like after that? So I studied, so in, in commerce, I studied, so my major was HR and finance. Um, and after university, I, so I didn't unfortunately get a chance to go traveling uh, that year that I started working at the city store. I wanted to, I wanted to backpack. So I kind of had this six months off where I wanted to go backpack. Long story short, I went to India. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, that's where I met my husband, who is Austrian. We met him on a random street. And long story short, 
the travels continued way longer than expected. I went to, after India, I went to Austria. Um, my husband got a job in India. He was not with my husband back then. And I went with him and my first job then there was at an Indo-European startup in, in India as an HR manager. And that's actually where my fascination for startup really happened mm -hmm. is a lot of my friends in Canada weren't really in that scene. And I was, I was really exposed to a smaller startup with also, um, a high, a high role though, you know, I reported right to the CEO back then. I was able to really be part of the company and actually see it grow. So I started as an HR manager um, at the startup. Unfortunately, things didn't work out at the startup. Then I moved back to Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and when I moved back to Canada, actually, right before, right before the company, unfortunately, uh, went bust, my CEO asked me to actually get, get into sales. And I was like, oh, like, he's like, you know, maybe you can help us, obviously, because we need to get a bit more revenue. And I was like, yeah. Like, I was like, I'm in HR. I don't, I, I'm not really. He's like, Tally, your whole personality sales. Just get on the phone and see if you like it. And I actually really liked it. Um, he's like, all you do is negotiate. Like, he's like, just, just do it. And I actually really liked it. So yeah. when I moved, so afterwards, a couple of years later, when I went back to Toronto, that's where my family moved when I lived in India, I kind of then explored what sales routes. I moved into HR sales. Then I moved into IT sales uh, and then I kind of went back into the startup scene and still obviously do sales and mark partnerships in, in, yeah. you know, in, in our startup. Yeah. Excellent. So, so let, let's talk about meet Fox then. And so where did you first meet Susie and where did this idea for your company come from? So the idea actually all started with Susie. So Susie kind of, so Susie actually, so Susie is um, Austrian living in New York now. Okay. She had this idea. So a couple of years ago, she was looking for a coach in rural Austria. And she was really, you know, Googling and spending time finding one online and really found it very difficult and cumbersome to actually find coaches online to understand their prices and things like that. And then she had this idea, long story short, to... Mm -hmm to start a, uh, this kind of marketplace where people can actually, you know, offer expertise online and get paid for them very seamlessly and easy and really making it easy for the user to be able to actually have these calls with them. Um, so she started that and quickly after she, um, she launched it, she actually had a, a couple hundred coaches, but she realized there's a bigger demand for the actual technology, which is Meet Fox behind the, the marketplace. So Meet Fox is technology used for the marketplace. And she saw there was a bigger demand and also different kind of users wanted to use it. And that's when the pivot happened. And that's when I met her. I met Susie. Um, I saw her pitch actually this idea at a startup event uh, in Vienna. Um, I recently just came to Vienna and I didn't really know I was looking for an opportunity. And I saw her pitch it. Yeah. And then I actually uh, wrote her on LinkedIn. Wrote her on LinkedIn. We went to a coffee shop and we were there for like two, I think two or two and a half hours just talking about it. And I think that's kind of when we, you know, we saw there was a great opportunity. I loved the idea. I thought she'd be a great uh, co-founder to work with. Mm -hmm. And that's really how it's happened. So yeah, I would say like LinkedIn and seeing her randomly pitch, but yeah, yeah. that's really, that's really the story. <laughs> that's good. Where did the name Meet Fox come from? Well, oddly enough, actually, so Coach Fox was the marketplace that okay. obviously it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. When we were thinking of the name Meet Fox, uh, it did actually have a different name before that. Um, but we were wanting the word meet in it because mm -hmm. I think the client, like meeting your clients or client interaction, a big part of it is meeting it, whether you're meeting them virtually, face to face, on the, on the phone. You need some sort of meeting interaction. 
And so we really wanted that to resonate within the name. And also Fox is kind of, you know, uh, is known to be a very smart animal, people providing expertise. So all of that, it just kind of aligned. And then also coming from Coach Fox kind of went all together and that's how it came about. Yeah. Okay. So, so give me kind of a brief rundown of what's happened since you and Susie met and talked about this idea in Vienna to where you are, are now. Like, how is that process? been and how many years has it taken you to get to this point well when i met her um um that's also actually when she met our cto as well so kind okay. of everything somehow nicely aligned yeah um, also our third co-founder um yeah that when i met her actually there's there's still we're she was still kind of developing the pivot and you know rechanging things a lot within the product and things like that we officially launched it, I would say a little bit over than a year, about a year, year and a half, give or take. Mm -hmm. Since then, right now we have about over close to 11,000 users, predominantly freelancers, consultants, coaches, basically anyone offering their services online or expertise online and really wanting to have their own business and, and you know, just really having a simple way to actually speak to clients. Um, yeah, and so actually when we launched it, things went great. And also with COVID, actually, we saw a lot of different users obviously using it. They're looking for a way to kind of digitize their, their business model. They're looking for a different way to interact with clients. And they're really looking for a way to, to get paid, especially ones that maybe have lost their job during COVID or pivoting their career move. Um, so we saw a lot of success stories and a lot of different success stories during COVID, which is really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess in, in the process of also doing this, I noticed on your profile, uh, Techstars, did you, so did Meet Fox go through Techstars or was that a separate startup that you went through there with? No, Meet Fox went through Techstars. So actually okay. we, we did Techstars uh, in the summer. Yeah. Um, unfortunately enough, it, so usually Techstars, so we did the Techstars New York, mm -hmm. uh, which, which was amazing. So we we're really happy and fortunate to be part of that program. Um, usually that, usually that program is actually face-to-face. Um, but unfortunately, due to the situation, we had to do it virtually, which is yeah. also actually, it was a very interesting, but it, it was still very rewardful doing it online. We think that the team did a really great job of, you know, coordination and team building and meeting mentors and everything like that. Yeah. Um, it was definitely an intense three months <laughs> um, of a lot of, a lot of video calls and a lot of meetings, but it was an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. I've, I've been also with us on the other side of it, part of a couple of of incubators as, as, um, cause I've come from the corporate side of it, sponsors and kind of helping that. So it's been fascinating to watch all of them go online, uh, all at the same time and how everybody's developing. But I've had a similar experience on the other side of it in that it was so much nicer to meet with startups from around the U S and not just like before it was only Boston that I can meet with, but now it was like all over the U S did you have with your textiles in, in New York, were you meeting with people from around the, the country or was it, only focused on on you on uh, New York. No, it was, it was there's some people from Seattle, there's some people from New York. Some of our team was in Vienna because uh, we this oh, is wow. kind of yeah. what we got for COVID. There's someone I think also from I think it was from Nigeria as well. It was mostly predominantly in the U.S. but kind of scattered all over. Um, so it was really interesting to meet other people um, and kind of hear their stories. And also it kind of shows that you don't always have to be in the same place. Um, it would have been obviously nice to meet people face to face and, um, and I hope we you know when I get a chance to come to, uh, to New York again, I will obviously meet them. 
Yeah. But it was really nice, the experience, able to meet people from different places around the world, also with different mentors from, um, didn't always have to be from New York as well. So there were definitely a lot of benefits of how it worked out and it worked out really well and really, and it, the whole program went really smoothly. Yeah, excellent. So, so walk me through then Meet Fox and what somebody potentially who signs up for it will, will experience. Because um, I know people listening, that's like, you know, you and I are recording over Zoom. I scheduled this call over Calendly. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very familiar with like dozens of other things. And I like how Meet Fox has kind of just brought everything together. But walk, walk us through it on your side of, of what the features are and, and why somebody should be using you, you as a one-stop shop. Yeah, so our goal is to really provide this easy, simple solution for people to kind of get their business running ASAP. I've seen people basically sign up and within 20 minutes, they're ready to go. And that's really our goal, which is, you know, really simple and easy. Yeah. Um, the difference I would say with, you know, Calendly and Zoom, you know, one is a scheduling feature, one is a video calling feature, then you still need the payment part of it if you want to get paid. You kind of have to band-aid this whole infrastructure to put together. Uh, maybe some people are not as tech savvy, know how to do that. You know, it's more time consuming. It can also be more expensive by paying for uh, multiple different tools and it can become more cumbersome to manage. And if one, one solution doesn't work then the whole ecosystem kind of breaks, yeah. that's kind of where we come in. We kind of manage this really easy, simple solution where you actually don't need to download anything. It's fully web-based. So your, your clients don't need to have an account. They don't need to have an app. They don't need to download. They basically just press a button and it comes up. The nice thing is also you get paid at the time of booking, so you don't have mm. to chase your clients. Um, and also we have some really great features, kind of like CNAME, so kind of you can customize your URL, you can customize your booking page to give you a lot more brand awareness and really kind of personalize it to make it your, your own, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, we just really want our clients and their clients to have the best user experience to just be able to get on the call, have the call, get paid, get the meeting and move on and just thrive and let their business grow while we kind of manage everything else for them. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, and it's nice to, again, have everything in, in one, one space. Uh, so now that we're in 2021, what, what are some of the features or your goals for the company? Um, you know, and, you know, eventually COVID will end in a post COVID world or even like what's happening now, how are you thinking about the future? We have actually many, many plans. It's something that actually we're working on this week is kind of a roadmap for Q1 and also 2021. Um, we have, a, like, as I mentioned, we have seen, you know, uh, a trajectory of people using it. But I also believe that face-to-face won't be the same anymore. Mm-hmm. I know, like, you're in the U.S., I'm in Europe right now, and we're still having, we still have great conversations. We still we're able to build a relationship. And I think that this will somewhat be the new normal. Maybe it'll be a hybrid, maybe we'll do some face-to-face, but I think a lot of people, especially a lot of freelancers, will be able to really grow their business internationally with clients this way. We have so many features and so many things lined up right now that we obviously just need to, you know, play a little bit of prioritization of what we're going to do. So I don't want to reveal it just yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we have a lot of great plans. You know, we're looking to, our real goal is to help our users grow their business, help them somehow get maybe more clients, whether it's through content, um, you know, by helping them, how do you grow your business? How do you actually build a digital presence? How do you build a website? How do you put yourself out there? How to network? So our goal is to really help them providing them different ways to grow their business with meet Fox and maybe some content and some other ways to be able to teach them to thrive and grow 
well, we kind of, you know, help them do the rest. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I love it. And I, I look forward to the, the features as they, as they roll out. I'm, so I'm curious, just in your own life and journey, the idea of fear. So you're, you're someone who's gone to multiple startups and multiple countries and backpacked and all kinds of, of stuff. Uh, when, like, for example, when your, the last startup you were working for started collapsing and you had to go find something else, like, how do you think through times of change and times of, of, or even now where maybe you're a little bit fearful about what's happening in the future and how do you push past that and continue to go forward? I think COVID was actually a very interesting example, not only for me, but for basically the whole world. Right. And, and something that I, I do believe in, and I've kind of used this before is I think, and, and I use this in my own life, but I can also use it with the situation that happened with COVID where a lot of people lost their jobs or a lot of people who had to stay at home and adapt and pivot. There are two kinds of people, I think, in the world. There's farmers and hunters. Mm-hmm. The farmers are the people that maybe didn't take advantage of the time being at home to maybe learn a new skill or learn a new hobby or start their own business and kind of waited for COVID to end. And I think that now COVID has obviously taken a lot longer to continue as people, I think, isn't people maybe imagined in the beginning. Or there are also, and then there's also hunters. People who take advantage of the situation of whatever it is, how good it is or how bad it is, and find the positive part in it and try to move forward. So people who try to, you know, learn a new skill, learn a new hobby, uh, start their own business and really put themselves out there. And that's what I try to do. I think there is risk in everything you do in life. Uh, Like, you know, I moved to London by myself. I think I can't remember, like in my late 20s. And, And I could have either sat there and been scared, which I'm sure I probably was, or I could have been like, okay, I'm here. Let's go. Let's meet new people and let's move. And so that's what I try to always do. I try to always find the best opportunities out there, no matter what the situation is, and just make the best situation out of it. And just really, just I think it is for me. If I don't try to do something, I'll be mad and regret it. But if I know that I did everything, everything I can to get it, and I didn't do, and I couldn't get there, then I'm okay with that. So that's how I look at things in life. If there's if there's risk or there's fear, I just I can't predict that. And all I could do is just try to make the best out of it. Okay, sure. So with everything that you have done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received? I think the best advice actually would be for my dad. Um, so my dad, I, I, my parents are, Rus- are Russian. And as a child, uh, it's always been engraved in my head that I must be independent and be able to stand on my own two feet. And being the youngest, uh, out of, I have two other older sisters and being the most like obnoxious and the, the, the most non-serious one in the family, <laughs> um, my dad, my, especially my dad was always a bit worried about me, but he's always like, you must be able to do things on your own. You must be able to stand on your own two feet. Don't depend on anyone. And I think that kind of stuck with me um, of whatever I feel like, whatever I can do, whether I move to a different country or if I move to a different job or if I have another startup or whatever it is. I want to be able to hold my own ground. And I think that is the best advice um, that I received because I hold that to it. And um, I've seen myself grow since I've gotten that advice and evolve and how I really, you know, I really want to teach people to be able to do that myself, themselves. Sorry. Yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, Tally, thank you so much for, for this and taking the time to chat with me and tell me about your, your journey and, and me, Fox. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to, well, sign up for, for the services or actually, you know, follow you online. Where is the best place they can go to do all of that? 
Sure. So uh, meetfox.com, www.meetfox.com. We actually are giving uh, two months for free with the code Yuri. So just type in Yuri, uh, Y-U-R-I at checkout. You get two months free to try it out. They can add me to LinkedIn. So Tally Mandelswig, a little bit long, or Tally, T-A-L-I at meetfox.com. Or even just write in our chat support saying that you want to chat with me. I'd be more than happy to get our team to, you know, send you my email and then we can always chat. So there's very many ways, different ways of finding me. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate that. And so, yeah, so I'll put links in the show notes um, to the to the special offer that you gave our, our audience, which is, again, very generous. Thank you so much. And also links to Meet Fox and then your, your LinkedIn. So they can click right through if they'd like to. But again, Tali, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Blackbones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.